everybody. So we're so excited today. We are here to talk about Disney, our, one of our favorite things to talk about. We have Talking Disney every month, and we are talking about the 2018 films from, well, from Disney, uh, all the different entities, and we're going to rank them. It's going to be so fun. And I'm Rachel, and Stanford's here. Hi, Rachel. How's it going? Yes, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks again for the invite. I'm really yeah. excited to talk to you about this. This is going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. And we have included, I have 12 films on my ranking. You have 11. I have 11. Yes, it was okay. one of them. One of them that I, I didn't was, see. So. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of a last minute add-on by me. Because we're going to cover the Pixar movies. Or Pixar movie. Uh, we're going to cover Walt Disney Animated Studios, Star Wars, Lucasfilm, uh, Marvel, uh, and uh, Disney Live Action. And I'm, I'm including two of the Disney Channel original movies. You're just including one. Including the one, yeah. Yes. I would say it was a pretty pretty great year for Disney last year. Oh, would you agree? Absolutely. I would, I would agree. Looking, looking at the list and just having to go ahead and rank these films, you know, in preparation for this. Uh, they they had I thought a really solid year artistically, yeah. Yeah, they had some uh, they had some missteps for sure. We'll talk yeah, for, about oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> um, but uh, overall, I think uh, they made uh, made some really fun films, and you know they got their first oscar nominations for marvel that was pretty exciting yeah that was cool. uh, they were you know two of their films uh animated films nominated so that was exciting uh then they had nominations for uh, a nomination for infinity war nomination for solo uh so and christopher robin and christopher robin yeah yeah so uh so it, so that's really exciting, and and Mary Poppins Returns got a bunch of nominations. So, uh, a pretty pretty good year, artistically, and uh, and then at the box office, it they had they had some losses, some not great success, yeah. but overall it was a pretty pretty great year. And uh, and you know there's a lot of exciting stuff coming up in 2019, especially with Disney Plus. So it's gonna be going to be epic <laughs> oh, coming up absolutely absolutely rage yeah. so all right well let's dive in and the, the one of the frustrating things i think for me about last year with disney is i do feel like the risks they took on the like more risky properties they didn't really pay off yeah <laughs> I, that, yeah i thought so too and that, and that was disappointing because because again it, disney as we know when something doesn't, when something really doesn't do well, then they're done with it. You know, it's not like they, more often than not, they don't nurse nurse along or, or do another film of, of, a, of a property that really didn't, doesn't do that well. And when we're saying not doing that well, you know, that it doesn't earn a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, it loses money. Yeah, that it actually loses money or, or only earns like, you know, 250 million or whatever. Right. Or something that. That I think many other people would think, oh wow, this is a you know what a amazing thing, but yeah, know, Disney that's low, right? And for the cost of the film, the and uh, you know, and then they had their their 
they had their commercial i mean they had their critical flops as well that didn't do all that well with critics so it was a it was a mixture i just wish that uh the movies that i don't know that they were were trying something different had been better and i wish that i don't know i wish that that it had i just wish that they'd been better and that's unfortunate and i hope that they keep taking risks and i but i hope they make them better <laughs> i agree with you 100 percent. yeah yeah so let's start with that so i'm gonna say my number 12 we're gonna start at the bottom go up my number 12 is a wrinkle in time and this is partly because i love the book and i i just feel like they had everything going for them they had an incredible cast they had a competent director they had uh, all the budget that they could want and i just can't believe they they flopped it so badly i i just felt it was so muddled i felt it was so confusing if i if i hadn't been very familiar with the book i would have been really lost and i just felt like they took out all of the spirituality of the book in and you know they keep telling meg that she's a warrior but in the book they don't have to tell her that she figures this out for herself yeah. and she figures out that she has to go back and face it and uh because and save charles wallace because she learns of her value and of her of his value and what it means to be human she 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 uh and so she she goes and she fights on her own with the discouragement honestly of her dad and the and and everybody around her she goes she faces uh she faces it and i i just love her growth in that in that book and i just felt like you didn't get any it was a lot of speechifying to me which was very frustrating i also thought a lot of the visual choices while unique didn't really work and were just sort of weird <laughs> yeah. um and but mostly the main problem it was just so convoluted and I, I don't know. They say it's an unfilmable novel. It might be, but I I was very disappointed in it. Yeah. And I I just don't understand how Ava DuVernay kind of messed it up as bad as she did. Uh, unfortunately. So yeah. I don't know. That's my number twelve. Okay. Um, my number twelve. I'm leaving blank because since I oh right 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 right, right. missing one so. Uh, <laughs> I yeah I'm 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 just it's I'm just leaving a blank. That's right, that's right. So then I will say my number eleven is the Nutcracker and the Four Realms, and this was that's what I've seen about about risks. I was very hopeful for this. Uh, we never really had a good Nutcracker movie, and I I was really hopeful that it would be fun and it would be magical and something creative and new and uh but this had two directors working on it and they simultaneously and you can tell 100 percent, it feels like two stories mashed together there was no conflict i i just it was just like for a long section of the thing it was just claire just watching dancing and i'm like well i guess i like the dancing but i don't know it was so weird to me and then finally at the end in the last act they have 
a little bit of conflict, but it just felt like here I go in this room for a little while mm-hmm. and I'm watching stuff. And then it was just, it did not work. <laughs> I was very totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's my number 11 too, Rachel. Yeah. I thought that I thought of this film that it had, it had actually, the, I thought some potential to be something unique and, and beautiful and quite beautiful. Yeah. And because again, they had a list talent, right? You know, solid directors, uh, incredible music talent. Misty Copeland, you know, was a beautiful ballet dancer, uh, and all the all these things, and 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 I think a de- decent actors. Oh yeah, and, and Morgan Freeman, Helen Mirren, Tara Niley, you know, yeah. and, and just. It was such a disappointment. It, mm-hmm. it, it, it was just, it was a mess. And uh, and it's too bad. It's too bad because who knows how it, you know, internally how it fell apart. I I don't think, I thought too, Disney knew it. Yeah. That it wasn't very good. And they, even though they did some pretty decent marketing, it's just like they snuck it in. What was the release date? Like November 3rd? Yeah. You know, yeah. and they just, they just kind of snuck it in, and I, I just think it just died a quick death, and and uh, it was just, yeah, really, really disappointment. Yeah, it 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 really it just was. There just wasn't enough story there, and I don't know if it's just Nutcracker movies are just cursed. I it's know just it kind not, of is, isn't it? There's <laughs> not a good one. There's never been a good one, so I think well, we should stop. <laughs> Yeah, I'm with you. Just the, this, this thing. It was, it was. Yeah. And it wasn't really even the Nutcracker story. Like I hardly no, even knew even that, that that character was the Nutcracker for a long yeah. time. It it was so <laughs> unclear. I mean, I, I I just figured to myself midway through, like, well, I guess he's the Nutcracker. Yeah. Because yeah. They don't. He doesn't transform. He doesn't. You know. Anyway. Weird. Right. Yeah. Weird, weird. So yeah it was frustrating so we basically both have that same spot that's a bummer but all right so my number 10 is freaky friday and this movie (laughs) i i don't know it was a frustrating a little bit frustrating because i think it had a lot of good ingredients i think the i think it probably works quite well as a play uh, which is it was based on, and they got I think most of the Broadway cast to be in the movie, mm-hmm. and the singing was quite good. Yeah, but I thought they did. I thought there were a lot of weird moments. There's this whole uh, song about uh, about parents and like forgiving your parents that had I think a lot of interesting ideas, but it was just it was strange <laughs> especially yeah. by, for the fact that it was the mom in the daughter's body i just felt like they did a very poor job of depicting mom and daughter daughter and mom it never felt like they got that right and yeah. it it was just an odd movie i can't <laughs> that i thought that these songs didn't really fit a movie it just didn't quite i love i mean your name's like one of my favorite movies i love freaky friday there are other two freaky fridays i i i love people body swapping stuff i just love that uh but i don't know there was just 
something weird about they're like her, her mom's getting married so there was some like weird stuff between yeah. the the mom and the and her new stepdad and her being in the mom's body and i don't know it was just a strange strange movie in my opinion yeah i'm so with you on that so i had freaky friday at nine and wrinkle in time at 10 okay. but they're really close to each yeah. other you know yeah. I second all the stuff you say about A Wrinkle in Time. I think, I know we had talked about this when the film came out last year. I think I might have liked the film a little bit more, but part of it is because I was quite detached from, it had been years since I've read the book. Uh And so I knew that there was big deviations going on, you know, and and different things happening in the movie that weren't in the book or that were interpreted in, 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 in in kind of a weird way. But, um, that movie was was just such a disappointment and this freaky friday i'm with you so it's my number nine yeah so disappointing i i i think that the two other disney freaky friday movies are both really fun i agree the one with barbara harris and jodie foster you know from the 70s is 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 a blast and yeah and and then the one with jamie lee curtis and Lindsay lohan is terrific you know it's it's and then and this one I'm with you. The music, the, the songs were, were really weird. I, I for, I'm sorry for lack of a better term. It's just like, where did that come from? And I'm with you. I know exactly which song you're talking about. The one about the kind of forgiving your parents, or yeah. whatever. It brings up a lot of interesting themes, but it seems so out of place and and out of you kind of, kind of out of yeah, context. Parents lie. Yes, parents lie. That's the one. And she's singing this song to the little boy. It's it's just so weird. So weird. And then the the mom's relationship. I'm with you. Like you know her business, and then uh, all of that stuff. Just I don't know. None of it worked. I love so Heidi Blickenstaff is the name of the actress who plays the mom. Yeah. This and she's a Broadway actress, and she's so good. Yeah. And I was actually really disappointed, and and it wasn't so much her fault. I just thought. She had a bad script, and then this kind of these these out of place songs, because she's 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 so she's so good. I was yeah. Uh, that was that was the main reason I tuned tuned in is I wanted to, I wanted to see Heidi yeah. Blickenstaff. And but, her her singing was very good. Oh, she's such a she's terrific. You know, yeah. yeah, even with this bad material, you know, she I think she still was able to. <laughs> yeah, like I'm very curious because Hale Theater here in Utah is doing this musical later on in the year so i'm kind of curious to actually go see it because it does feel like oh this is something that works on a stage yeah it might work better on stage yeah Um, it was just so odd to have this disney channel movie with this mother and this little boy and her singing about parents lying i don't know it was it was strange so yeah it 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 didn't work so we've got our experimental films out of the we can all yeah. agree these were the three worst which is such a shame because they don't experiment very often but yeah, was a bummer. Uh, <laughs> uh so yeah it's it's too bad uh so all right uh so my number nine is uh christopher robin and there were things i liked about this movie i i uh thought it looked pretty i i and i thought that the i loved the uh characters i thought they were really cute they looked like plush animals and 
I, I think that it had its heart in the right place and I enjoyed seeing it with my niece. Uh, but I didn't really like it, even though I have, there's those good things because it kind of bothered me that I felt like they made some odd choices. First of all, what did they honestly expect Christopher to do when, if he doesn't come into work, everybody in his department is going to be fired. And yet he is presented as this bad man of business, which I'm very familiar with bad man of business uh, as a Hallmark fan. Um, he, he's a bad guy because he's literally saving all these people's jobs. Like what? That was weird to me. And I didn't like the fact that uh, they switched things around. So in the original uh, many adventures of Winnie the Pooh at the end of the movie uh, they uh, Christopher asks Winnie the Pooh that he says Pooh will you always remember me and he says I will Christopher and they have this beautiful eye it makes me cry every time I absolutely love it and and that makes sense but in this one they switch it around and it's Pooh asking christopher and these are like sentient beings that other people see and that other people interact with not just christopher and so then he goes out and he forgets about them and so they're just sitting there in this limbo waiting for christopher to come back and remember his promise and i was just like well that's depressing and i know right and so i i think the biggest mistake that they made in this movie is that they picked the wrong protagonist his daughter madeline absolutely should have been the protagonist she could have gotten in an argument with her father and then she goes she doesn't want to go to the boarding school she goes into the hundred acre woods finds winnie the pooh and there you go that would have been so much better and it would have made way more sense and they have this kind of wacky finale where christopher decides to uh to present this business plan where they're all going to take vacations is a great business move and i was like wow that's creative that was funny to me and but i did just about die when we have richard sherman at the end playing a new song that was amazing so it had its ups and downs for me overall it was disappointment but anyway there you go i have it at nine yeah so um, yeah so yeah my nine is freaky friday i have christopher robin at number eight okay yeah we're pretty close Uh, then yeah i think Uh, i think christopher robin was ambitious but a real disappointment it Uh i i i enjoyed i enjoyed watching it and i think partly i i just wasn't quite sure the tone it was going to have yeah uh and i guess I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. I did, though. I did think, and and I I was glad I did get an Oscar nomination for it because I thought the way that they brought the plush animals into the real world was cool. I thought it looked great, but I'm with you. I just had problems with the script. Yeah. And, and Ewan McGregor was was a great choice for adult Christopher Robin, but again, the stuff that they had him do. And it's, yeah, I'm with you. It probably should have been his daughter. And, uh, uh, and yeah, and what have these animals been, what have these little plush animals been doing? Just sitting all these years, you know, just sitting in this weird limbo. Him. I was like, well, what? Yeah. <laughs> it was really odd. And I just, 
I just thought, I mean, there have been so many movies with, you know, from everything from Santa, Santa Claus to Mary Poppins to, and everything in between of the, you know, of the father uh, obsessed with business and, you know, it's such a classic scene of like they're in the boardroom he's giving the big presentation he's like sorry guys i gotta go to my kid's soccer match yes <laughs> or whatever yes. <laughs> exactly that, that that scene is just always it always rings so false to me because i can't think of a uh i can't think of a parent in a, a, even a child in the world that would be like no dad you <laughs> you you give up this huge business opportunity to go to my soccer game uh when they have i mean i'm sure that's hard sometimes for kids but like you have to make a living for your family and yeah that's got to work right yeah uh yeah i mean we even seen it recently in nine lives which was hilarious because nine lives he literally hadn't done anything wrong like if it wasn't Kevin Spacey, who's like done a lot of villains and now is really, um, but, yeah. but like, he was literally early in the movie buying presents for his daughter and, and, and getting his assistant to go out and get the perfect, that's why he buys the cat because he wants to get a present. Like he's not even a bad dad. He gets turned into a cat, but, uh, <laughs> uh-huh. but yeah, there are, there are a, a, a lot of, that's a very popular trope. And, i don't know it was just so weird to me because i just didn't see any way any reason that christopher was the bad guy in the situation i mean he he could have listened better to his daughter about schooling but i don't know it was just a strange strange choice but but yeah i did it did have its positives like i said and that richard sherman song was so fun wasn't that that was really that was delightful and again almost kind of like what was going on with Disney, the Nutcracker in the Four Realms. Like, I mean, this film was better than you know than now than the Nutcracker. But yeah, you know these these moments, these these little gl- glimmers of brilliance. That wow, this really could have been something great. Yeah, and yeah. and and then it it didn't it didn't work. Yeah, that I agree, hundred percent. All right, now we're getting into the the movies that I think I, I gave all of the rest of the movies fresh on Rotten Tomatoes so <laughs> all right yeah here we go here we go uh, so for number eight I have Solo Star Wars Story now this movie uh, I think was a fun time I I thought it had some of the space western uh feeling that I didn't get in Last Jedi it was uh more of an adventure i i think that i never really felt like alden I, I, aaron reich was han solo yeah. i never really felt like any except for chewbacca i guess that they were the characters they were playing but if i just kind of separated as a space western as its own thing like if i think of this as like valerian or something like that I thought it was pretty engaging. I I liked Donald Glover as Lando. I Amelia Clark was fine. She's not my favorite actress in the world, but she was fine. And I I think things like the Kessel Run were a lot of fun. I enjoyed 
uh, yeah, the action set pieces. I liked uh, Han and the Woody Harrelson character pretty well. Uh, I thought that him and Chewie were fun to see together. It was sort of weird how they basically imply that Chewie eats people. That was sort of weird. Um, but uh, but I still enjoyed all of that. I, I liked the look of it. I thought it had a nice aesthetic. All those are positives for me. Negatives for me was I felt like it went on one act too long. I think it should have just ended when he finishes the Kessel Run because that was like a triumphant moment. I Then all the stuff kind of after that felt not as good to me. And uh, I don't know. It just would have been, I think, a good place to end it. I also hated the, robo- the droid L3. I thought she was terrible and just just she was like a troll but in robot form and she was just not for me and i i thought that the idea that lando was in love with her is just the most absurd idea to ever hit star wars Uh i mean someone as cool and slick as lando is in love with this obnoxious droid that like what that was just too much for me and uh i so that part i didn't like and the darth maul reveal really didn't do a whole lot for me because i'm a fan of of rebels and and uh, he's been on that show many times so but overall i still had a good time it hasn't stayed with me it's not a movie that i uh that i really long to watch again but i still enjoyed it yeah overall yeah, I have Solo so at seven. Oh my gosh, two. our lists are so similar. Yeah, they're really similar. That's funny. Uh, you know, I I adore Star Wars. Yeah. And I I have to I think kind of apologize for myself. I was I got I really kind of mad at the bad press Solo was getting. Yeah. Uh, when it came out, and uh, some of it, you know, it probably deserved, and maybe some of it. It just it just is what it is, you know. And right. I, I I needed to have been I think have been a little more objective. I was particularly frustrated with and I, and I I have to I get frustrated with this. I've been frustrated with this for years, but I just know that it is the reality of the situation that that the film a film success is basically determined on its opening weekend. Right. And you know, when Solo's numbers were so low <laughs> on, right. on, uh, on its opening weekend. I know I was frustrated by it. I just think, don't count this film out. But, you know, I think, yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, it would have done fine if it hadn't been so expensive to make. Right. Uh, and, yeah, the, the, all the, uh, the hoopla um, didn't help it for sure. But, I, I mean, I, it's impressive that it was as good as it was, in my opinion. I think that's a good point too, Rachel, because given it's the challenges it had in production, you know, that the directors got fired midway and they had to bring in Ron, Ron Howard to kind of. Not even midway. Like that's true. It was like finished. Principal, I mean, ph- principal photography had almost finished. Huh? When, I mean, that must've been bad. I, I, I would be very curious. I mean, the only thing we have to compare it to is this whole mess with justice league. I think are pretty similar circumstances yes that new directors brought in basically when the and the whole movie is reshot they basically made two movies in both cases yeah yeah and i i wondered what you know how how the 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 lord and miller version 
of solo would have been if it if it really would have been fun or a disaster you know i I mean who knows and i guess lucasfilm thought it was going to be a disaster especially after into the spider-verse you can't help but wonder yeah what they would have done with star Wars. they would have done if it would have been cool or if again it just maybe maybe just didn't work i'm with you on the casting i never i never really bought in i mean alden's a good actor i think but he never really he was never harrison ford you know or, or or han solo to me and even though i i kind of just let it go and just just enjoyed enjoyed the ride because there was so yeah, much of it me too. i'm with you i thought it was too long and also uh and i thought it was interesting you know disney ceo bob Iger <laughs> kind of took ownership of some of this but one of the other people some of the other people talk about that there was maybe some star wars fatigue there was all this problems with the last jedi and then this came out in the summer but the you know yeah. the last three Star Wars movies have come out in d- December. Right. And I almost think that so they kind of shot themselves in the foot rather than, I think Disney should have let it come out in December. You yeah, know? it's a and tough thing. Because, it's tough. Because be, uh, the reason why they didn't want to do that is because they had Mary Poppins Returns right. in December. And when else do they, re- the only opening month, I think where Disney didn't have a release, I, I'm, I think is was in October. Yeah, I think it was October. And yep. that's sort of a weird spot for it also. Exactly. I don't know. It's a tough it's tough. It's thing. tough. But, but yeah, I agree. I think that they're just I don't know. It was just kind of a lose lose situation. There was just so much stink on the film, both because of Last Jedi and because of there's a side of me that that wonders if they I don't know, if if <laughs> I mean you can't scrap it because but there was a side of me that just wonder it's too bad the disney plus wasn't already around. i know as you say it had been a perfect thing just to put on their their yeah, uh yeah. their you know streaming service yeah. and and let people enjoy it that way rather than having it be a really a high profile yeah uh miss like kind of do what they did with that that mowgli movie yeah Brothers right i i wouldn't be surprised if that becomes a thing at all me too why not uh and uh so i don't know i still enjoyed it but like i said it is it's not one that has stayed with me it's not one that i've wanted to rewatch. and uh where even the last jedi as much as i really dislike a lot of the choices they made i still kind of want to rewatch it (laughs) just to Uh make sure of how i feel i don't know it's it's a little bit more sort of um i don't know it's just a little bit more interesting i guess yeah yeah uh and it doesn't have l3 in it (laughs) yeah that was weird um and then the idea that i'm supposed to buy that she is the millennium falcon for the rest of star wars i'm like ah i know it's like florence all over again like what are you doing so that was very irritating but um but anyway, it is what it is. What are you going to do? Right. right. <laughs> um, so that's the risk of we have with these Star Wars movies every year. You know, it used to be three years. Is that some of them you're going to like? Some of them you're going to think are you're okay? Not. Yeah. Some of them you're going to hate. And it's, I think it's been really interesting. And actually, I kind of, maybe we can attribute this to J.J. Abrams or, you know, I don't know, or maybe it's Bob Iger or all of the above. But 
there has been so much silence about episode nine. And I think that's been a really a smart move on Disney's part because rather than having the hype machine going full force and, you know, they've done trailers and, and we know the title and all that stuff, they're just keeping silent. And I think that we're going to know more with the Star Wars celebration, you know, fan event that's happening in April. Uh, but still, yeah, and I just think part of that is just because uh, of well, a combination of backlash from The Last Jedi and then Solo was, you know, basically considered a flop. Right. And so I think good for them that they, they're just kind of holding their car. I mean, they've talked about the Mandalorian and some of that other stuff that's coming on the Disney plus service, but otherwise they're just, I think, you know, with I the mean, stuff, they're being quiet, really quiet. I, if I were Disney and they obviously know what they're doing more than me, but if it were me, I would scrap the Ryan Johnson trilogy. That's for sure. I, I just feel like if it was one movie, I'd say, go ahead, make one, have him make a yeah. movie. But but having him make a trilogy seems extremely risky to me uh, yeah. with how expensive it's, it's it'd be one thing if it was like sort of when they were with like Deadpool that was like like sixty million dollars or whatever to make. But these Star Wars movies are, you know, oh. pushing two hundred million dollars. Oh, yeah. And if you're gonna be you know, proposing a trilogy, I, I think that's extremely risky. Uh and it's not like Star Wars has a lot of clout overseas. It's not like Star Wars is not popular in China. It it does yeah. not do you cannot have a Star yeah. Wars movie be saved in China. If it doesn't do well domestically, then it's not gonna do well. It's period end yeah. of story. And so I don't know. That I think it's extremely risky. I absolutely would not do that. And I uh I, I guess this other series that they're gonna have the Game of Thrones Game guys. Of Thrones guys. Yeah. Um I don't know. I just feel like proposing more trilogies is dangerous i think you have to put the uh put the movie out there and see if people want more right and then exactly. go from there yeah uh, just the assumption that whatever thing with star wars is going to be successful i i don't know i i uh i get wanting to when you have somebody like kevin feige who's this planner over at marvel and trying to want to kind of imitate that but it's just not I, it's just not doesn't seem to be working uh with solo and i think that's partly because they're just not as confident as, yeah as, i mean kathleen kennedy has just not been very confident with her choices i mean she's gotten rid of colin Trevorrow. they were gonna have what's his name from fantastic four he was gonna do it i can yeah josh trank yeah all Let's the mess it. with gareth edwards in rogue one that wasn't that i mean it was amazing that movie was watchable to be honest i know and then it ended <laughs> and then it was so popular you know that yeah, it, I, mean, I didn't well. care for it but still i i mean it, it's just been a mess and so i don't know but i i certainly would not do the ryan johnson trilogy you know you bring up a really good point with that because i i respect ryan johnson as a filmmaker i also really admire how he handled himself online with, yeah, all, with all the haters that's true however i'm just not sure that even if he made the best film ever that everybody loved i bet he still could get the trust back of of, of uh, yes. that portion of the fan community. I just don't know if you ever yeah. could. I agree. And I just think it's just very risky, but yeah, whatever. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, 
<laughs> All right. So my number seven is Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, I think that this is a perfectly serviceable, entertaining superhero movie. I really enjoyed the first Ant-Man. I thought, I mean, I love Paul Rudd. I've loved uh, him ever since Clueless. The man does not age. He looks exactly no, the I same. Know. It's amazing. <laughs> and Whatever he's, yeah, he's drinking, I want to have that some of that. Yeah, you know? Me too. He's so charming and he's just great. And I really like Scott as a character. And so I I I I know a lot of people were mixed on Ant-Man. I've really enjoyed it more than that, more than most, it seems like. And then this comes out, and I was actually kind of nervous for it because I felt like Evangeline Lilly was the weakness in Ant-Man. I felt she was very wooden. I didn't feel like they had any chemistry together. Yeah. She wasn't my favorite. And then in this, my surprise, she did great. I thought she was really charismatic i think it's the most charismatic i've ever seen her including yeah. in lost and i i thought that they actually did have some chemistry they didn't give them enough just two on two two on two time or whatever yeah i didn't think but i still enjoyed it they didn't have as much michelle pfeiffer as i was hoping for because i love michelle pfeiffer but there was enough sort of heart and i liked all the action set pieces were really entertaining and I I thought it kept sort of the humor, and I thought the ghost as a villain was actually pretty decent. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's this is my number six, oh my <laughs> <gosh>. <laughs> uh, and and uh, I I every yeah I agree with everything that you that you said. I I was so I was really impressed that Evangeline Lily pulled out a really cool performance for for it. Uh, yeah, and then they kept the same tone. I was glad that Peyton Reed was back because I thought he did. Yeah. I thought he did. He's, I think he's a very competent director. And I think that was tough because, you know, everybody was so excited for this, this Edgar Wright take on, on Ant-Man that we, that, you know, we'll never get now. Right. But still these, I thought, I think the movie's been fun and I'm with you. I thought uh, Michelle Pfeiffer was a cool addition. She, they didn't give her a, a lot to do, but I was glad that at least she was in for part of it. Uh-huh. And Michael Douglas, I think is cool in this role. Yeah. The, supporting cast was fantastic the villain you know or the ghost part was good so yeah thumbs up i mm-hmm. thought uh, really really a uh, just a solid movie just a yeah. solid entertaining yeah. film yeah yeah and you know still him and i guess hawkeye are the only ones that have have children so that kind of adds something to their character that little girl they have is his daughter is adorable oh she's so cute <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was so perfectly cast. Uh, it is a movie that did kind of use most of the best parts in the trailer, which is a little bit of a bummer. Yeah, that's true. Um, but it's perfectly, I can't imagine anyone hating this movie. It's perfectly harmless. It's not one that I, again, that has really stayed with me or that I like loved, um, but that's fine. Uh, it's not one that I've bought on Blu-ray, uh, which I, I do get most. I will eventually, but I was just kind of waiting for it to be on a good price. Yeah, like on sale um, or something. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, there you go. They, Michael Pena, too. I have to throw his his. his name oh yeah. His, his character is so funny. And, I could have uh, used more of that of those yes. of those three guys. Exactly, they're, they're hilarious. So yeah, and and I'm with you. I almost wish I was happy that they made it to the sequel. I wish there could was more Michelle Pfeiffer. And more of those three guys. Yeah, too. yeah. 
Michael Pena's character. Uh, I agree. So there you go. All right. My number six, and people might think I'm crazy. I don't care. I have the Disney Channel original movie, Zombies. I thought this was really clever and it had a really good message and i thought the music was good it had some really inventive choreography basically the whole idea of this movie is that you have this world where you're you're in this town called zombie town and you have this world where basically the zombiness can be controlled through these like uh things like a watch or something i can't remember but that like keeps them in balance uh, and so for a long time, they've been, uh, they've been segregated. So zombies had to go to their school and humans went to their school and now they are desegregating, <laughs> they're combining your schools. And so you have, you know, obvious kind of messages of people that are different and the lead, uh, you have the, the zombie and then you have the, the girls that the head cheerleader sort of start to become friends and i just thought it was really sweet and i thought that the singing was pretty good and i liked the songs and i liked like i said the choreography uh and i like meg donnelly she's on uh american housewife which is a show that i think is so great very funny uh it has katie mixon who's just the best and uh it's a it's a really i think kind of underrated show the fact that it that it's never up for any emmys or anything i think is ridiculous and anyway i i think she does a really good job and american housewives it did such a great job casting the three teenage the three kids little girl uh middle school or whatever and then high schooler and she plays megan donnelly plays the high schooler in that show and so anyway i really enjoyed it and uh I think it'd be a great one to watch for like family home evening, family movie night kind of thing and talk about bullying and how we treat people and stuff like that. And um, so it, I think it was pretty good. Uh, you know, an original movie. In my opinion. I'm, I'm glad you bring that up. That's the one, that's the one movie that I haven't seen of, yeah. of, of, of our list. And uh, I'll have to have to hunt it down. I'm glad, I'm glad this one that you uh, enjoyed yeah i mean i think people are way way too hard on these disney channel movies um and it's just a weird thing i feel like they i sort of put the ones from their childhood up on a pedestal yeah. and then these new ones come out and they're like oh this is the worst thing to ever exist and i'm like really i, I don't know it's weird to me but anyway. yeah no i i, I hear you and again these movies are made for a fraction of the cost as, as yeah. you know these, these feature films and all these different things that I don't think the comparisons are fair. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and I'm with you. Just like, just enjoy it. Right. Yeah. Just yeah. enjoy it for what it is. Yes. So what do you have at number six? I have, so my number six is Ant-Man and the Wasp. Okay. Good. Yeah. Good. Okay. Very good. All right. This might shock people. This caused some ripples or whatever, some angry comments. I have a number five avengers infinity war and this movie did a lot of a lot of things right i really did enjoy it i think that it had did a really great job of giving every single character a moment to shine 
and that's no small task. They had so many characters, like 35 I know. You know, characters. so much going on. Yeah, and so I give them huge props for that. It obviously looked really good. I think Thanos was a good character, a good villain. I appreciate the fact that his, like, stooges or whatever you want to call them, his goons, were really hard for to defeat. It wasn't just, like, the kind of the robots in Ultron or something like that that are pretty no big competition for your Avengers. Like these guys were really, I mean, it took four or five Avengers just to defeat them. Not even Thanos. Yeah. That I thought was really good and added a lot of, uh, a lot of tension to these scenes. Uh, I still thought there were enough kind of lighter moments. It, it was a little too long, but I don't know what you're going to cut. I don't know. It was just still dragged a little bit in some spots. The only thing I didn't like, and I say I didn't like it, but it's not really a firm dislike, but I didn't like the ending. I thought it was just very manipulative, but it's not the real ending. And so once I see the whole movie <laughs> with Endgame, I, I probably will be fine with it. But I just I just hate when I feel like directors think I'm stupid do they honestly for a second expect me to believe and feel emotion and be crying for these characters? I mean, who on earth could possibly believe that Black Panther is dead? I mean, that's just so ridiculous. I, I feel like if they had had the older characters die and be snapped up, that would have been way more emotional and I would have believed it way more because it's actually believable because I know that, I mean, it's just, you know, under no, under no reality is Black Panther dead. Like that's ridiculous. This movie just made 1.5, almost $2 billion. Like what? Yeah. I don't know. So I, I just felt like it was very manipulative and trying to give you this cliffhanger. And I was just like, ugh. And I thought the way they executed it was very confusing. Uh, it took me like, a second to kind of realize what is going on why are they evaporating i've never seen anybody die like that you know yeah and so it was sort of hard to feel emotional if i'm like confused about what is happening and then people all around me are crying and i'm like what is going on and so kind of i don't know uh I didn't have the emotional impact for me that they wanted it to have and it kind of it just I hate those kind of endings. It's sort of like the end of Batman v Superman where I'm supposed to feel sad that Superman is dead. Oh when, my gosh. And I then mean, the 20 minute funeral or whatever. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, it was worse. It was certainly worse movie, of course, but it was the same kind of a concept that you're supposed to feel emotional. Yeah. You're supposed to be crying at this funeral and stuff. And it's like, I'm not stupid. Of course they're going to have Superman and justice league. What is, you know? So yeah. it just, uh, it rubs me the wrong way. And so I kind of left with a bad taste in my mouth, even though I had enjoyed the movie a lot. I love Thor's new hammer. I love those scenes. And I, you know, was very sad about Loki. Uh, but yeah. I was just kind of left thinking, I think that every, all of these are just going to be undone. Every emotional moment, everything, it's all going to be un, undone. And I know that nobody dies in comic books, but still, I was just like, come on. And so I, but I did enjoy it. Yeah. But I just didn't like the ending. Yeah. I don't know. So, uh, I also have Avengers Infinity no War way. as number five. I know. <laughs> so, I think 
clearly we'll have some some uh, different choices as you know in our top four. But uh, I really appreciate what you're saying about about this film. I I just enjoyed it. Yeah, soup to nuts. Absolutely enjoyed it. Was in. I I couldn't believe that they what a good job they did of giving everybody every character a moment to shine. Uh, and that part didn't feel forced at all. Yes, I, agree. I hear what you're saying about the ending. I guess in my mind, I always knew that there was going to be a second part, and that they were going to do some kind of a cliffhanger. And so I was just anticipating the cliffhanger. I didn't realize what it was that it was going to be this, you know, that yeah. the Thanos snap was going to was going to take out half the team, but. <laughs> uh, but so yeah and again i hope i don't come across as too cold-hearted it didn't make me i think the only one that got me kind of emotional was uh was peter parker was peter parker's uh one just because they just did such a good job filming that you know that was that was really that was that was that made me feel sad but uh but then but it was mostly just like then i just got my brain thinking well how in the world are they going to defeat thanos and what are they going to do to right right this wrong? You know, and so that's that. That was how I interpreted it. So it didn't it didn't bug me at all because again, I was just I was totally anticipating some kind of thing where we were going to be left hanging. My my main piece of gratitude about it is that we've only we only have to wait a year, right? <laughs> Rather than like you know the the Two three years three yeah years, i mean i remember being a little kid and you know when i went to see the empire strikes back and right. then you know it's revealed that darth vader's luke luke's father and i remember talking about it with my friends it's like how could that even be true you know, like, you know and then here right. we have to wait three years you know to find out really what <laughs> world that whole thing was about but um so i'm glad that at least we only have had half to wait a year but yeah, that's very still. true and i did like the little team-ups throughout the movie i really yeah like want to see i wish we could see these movies because i loved dr strange and and iron man together they were great i oh, loved star lord and thor together they were great yeah i there were just so many little little sort of pairings of course i like seeing vision and uh scarlet witch together uh they're great and uh the gamora stuff was a little frustrating it wasn't my favorite uh but overall i still it certainly has enough to compensate for a not my favorite ending and like i said i can't really be that hard on the ending because it's not i know it's not the real ending yeah they skunk somehow if endgame is not good then that will seriously impact my my right right like if they if they don't have a satisfactory second half to the story you know that yeah yeah exactly yeah this one will go way down in my ranking of marvel movies but i'm confident in the russos that they can pull it off they're awfully good yeah so there you go all right well number four for me it'd be interesting to see if this is the same for you number four for me is black panther (laughs) i really enjoyed this movie I think that all the world building of Wakanda was amazing. I loved that. I thought the casting was all great. All the costuming was great. All the technical stuff was totally deserved, I think, for an Oscar. They were amazing. 
I love the score. Uh, also, and I think that the core idea, I think this gets elevated above the typical Marvel movie because I think the core idea of the conflict is really good because you have this conflict between Killmonger and T'Challa where T'Challa wants to keep, he wants to protect Wakanda. So did his father. And so that's why they hide Wakanda because of the vibration what are the vibranium or whatever that thing is anyway and all this stuff so they want to hide it keep it safe whereas from the perspective of killmonger that's shameful because he's had to live outside of it and he's seen the injustices the persecutions the other stuff so he wants to go and be in like an advocate for persecuted countries persecuted things and he wants to be on the offensive basically he wants to go and attack these bad people that he sees these dictators these whatever and which is like a valid it's a valid perspective and i thought i kind of wish that he hadn't died at the end because i felt like i would be curious to see how the character could kind of grow and and in black panther 2 which we i'm sure we'll be getting uh i could have seen more than maybe they'll somehow make a way for him to have not actually died i don't know but uh but anyway i just thought that that made it better I think that the section where T'Challa is presumed dead is the weakest part of the movie. It gets a little slow for me. Mm-hmm. It gets there on that mission to that other country or whatever yeah. to get help. And that part of, to me, was the weak part of the movie. And there is the wonky CGI battle fight at the end, but I didn't really care about that. But it could have been better, yeah. I guess. Uh, but other than that, I really, really enjoyed it. Thought it was great. Yeah, um, my number four is Mary Poppins Returns. Oh, great! First real difference. <laughs> I know. First, we got, yeah, we got some uh, got some difference here, and this one was was a little hard for me because I love the movie. Yeah, you know, I love the movie. Um, I think you put it number four because mostly I felt like I was dreading the movie, so I was so happy oh that it was good. But I, I, I was, I just super frustrated, so frustrated with Disney in that all they're choosing to do are sequels and remakes, you know? Yeah. And, or sadly, the ones that we, you know, as we've talked about already, the ones where they're taking a chance, like with The Wrinkle in Time or with The Nutcracker in the Four Realms, the movies are lousy. Right. And, and uh, it's the, 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 such a bummer. So I was thrilled that Mary Poppins Returns was high quality and beautiful. Honestly, I really loved everything about it other than the idea that they made it, that were making, you know, that they were making it. And then, you know, these other, my top three, I just, they're films that I just, that I just liked better. But still the, the, you know, I thought that their marketing campaign was, was beautiful. I loved Emily Blunt. I loved Mark Shaman's music and, love Lamel and Miranda you know I mean I just thought everything about it was was absolutely solid so I don't wish to yeah that's high on to you, yeah on to like to to just diss, diss the movie at all because I loved it and and and, I, and honestly I think I just mostly just felt it was just a sigh of relief yeah that it was good you know mm-hmm. that, 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 that they that they actually delivered a really wonderful film when when it just seems so questionable to me, just like what are they thinking? 
you know, they're going to make a sequel to Mary Poppins. Let, you know, one of the greatest films ever made, one of the greatest Disney films ever made. Right. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally hear you with that for sure. Uh, so very good. All right. So my number three is Incredibles 2. I really loved this movie. I thought it was very good. I really liked how they had uh, the that they had really strong superhero action that was very enjoyable. Uh, scenes like the fight with Void on the boat with the black holes coming—that was really fun. Yeah, and last yeah. girl on her on her motorcycle. That was a really great scene. I liked uh, all of the supporting characters that all were really enjoyable. I, you know, you get to see more Frozone. Edna's scene was incredible, hilarious. Uh, but then I also really enjoyed Mr. Incredible and his kind of, I said, I said that I thought the movie was part entertaining superhero and part treaties on how hard it is to be a parent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well said. Yeah, and it's not that he's like a, a dumb dad because that's such a cliche. Because he's not. He's actually smart. Like he figures out new math. He figures out yeah. how to help Violet. He's yeah. tired. He's just exhausted. Mm-hmm. And I think that it captured really well that just I love that scene when he just crashed on this on the again Violet comes up to him and I don't know, just that whole scene was really sweet between the two of them. Yes. And I I think that you know you've got Jack Jack and the raccoon was adorable. It just was really a fun movie, and so I you know I, I really really enjoyed it. So there you go. So yeah, my number three, Rachel, is Ralph breaks the internet. Ah, good. And we saw it together. Yeah, exactly. Which was so fun. Yeah. And again, these these top four were hard for me. to 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 prioritize it just came down to some some little things but not that there's anything that's again wrong with any of them but i loved ralph breaks the internet i thought it was uh funny and fresh and topical and enormously clever yeah was so impressed with the animation so impressed how how they brought the internet you know quote unquote to life you know made it made it a place and uh, and what a what what a, I mean, not an easy feat. Yeah, you know, to make make stuff how they visually were able to capture things uh, so well, and just the artistry that happens at, at Walt Disney Animation Studios is always is always amazing to me. Just how 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 wonderful it is. I think I probably put it at number three because uh, again, just out of I, I like my the, my first two choices. I just like the films better. Right. Uh, but again, it was it was hard because it's these movies were so good. <laughs> these movies yeah. were all, all so yeah. good. Yeah, I mean, people. The reason why I put as far as negatives, I guess, on Incredibles two, is that I, I guess you know the 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 villain wasn't the best. Uh, it wasn't the most creative thing. It was serviceable. I think right. it was fine, but. I guess that's why it was three for me, but yeah, these are, these are nitpicks as far as, you know, that's the thing with rankings is that's right. how it works. because I have Ralph Briggs internet in a number two. Mm-hmm. So I'm with you. It's a really strong movie. I, I thought that a lot of the things that I was sure wasn't going to work actually ended up working. I like yeah. 
the whole message of the movie about letting your friends be who they are and loving them for who they are yeah and uh, it was really nuanced i thought more subtle than the original movies i thought so too and surprising yes and uh so the growth that ralph has throughout the movie i thought was really great and he becomes a better person and a better friend by the end of the movie there's a he's a really dynamic character which i don't know if you could really say about the first movie right uh, as far as is he's pretty much the same he 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 just learns to be a little bit softer i guess but i don't know i i just think you saw a real dramatic character growth a dynamic character and i thought that all of the humor it wasn't just sort of wasted parody i thought that it all had something to say for the script and i thought that like you know things like spammy or whatever it wasn't just like oh here's an internet joke here's an internet joke here's an internet joke it was actually like here's how you here's how you are getting the piece of the steering wheel here's how you're going to where you're going yes it's actually part of the plot it moved the plot forward yeah yeah almost yeah. every almost every internet gag moved the plot forward yeah and then the uh the the, the slaughter race scenes i thought the racing was incredible the animation oh um, phenomenal yeah. yeah and i i thought that you know surprise alan Menken song that was fun yeah i had no idea that was coming that was a really pleasant surprise i thought the princess scene really worked i i didn't think it was going to and then surprise it did uh because it was part of the story and it was part of vanellope's growth as a character yeah. Yeah. and you know you've got ariel being the shining star of the scene which <laughs> made me very excited and very happy yeah and all those voice actresses back that made me happy and overall i just really thought it was great i i really enjoyed it and so yeah i completely agree with you about Ralph's internet it was it was very uh i mean if it's possible to me i feel like it's a little underrated uh underappreciated for the i think year. it's a little i think it's underappreciated too yes. uh uh, I mean, I think it, it under the circumstances and everything, it probably did just fine. But I, yes. I, I wish that either more people had seen it or, or uh, given it a chance. And hopefully, a lot of people will be snapping it up here on, on Blu-ray, uh, on, yeah, on Blu-ray or on, yeah. on you know digital HD, and and uh, they'll enjoy it because it's yeah. it's really it's it's a solid film for sure. So. so yeah, my number two is The Incredibles too. Yeah, it's so good it's just it's so good i mean just yeah. taking everything that everything that you said and it was so hard to pick between these two because i know i really i mean they're very different films i love and i love them both interesting that they're sequels but they have a very different approach to them i think i think that what happens with the characters well it's i, I like what happens with the characters in both in both films yeah. i really like i really liked how things went down with the relate the family relationship incredibles too yeah me too because it to me even though it's in this very hyper realistic world i mean are you getting called realistic it's just you know this yeah the, but uh the these you know this couple is they're committed to each other even though it's not not necessarily easy i love how the, the dynamic kind of works when Elastigirl's out having the adventure and, you know, Bob's, Bob's at home. Uh, and it's not so much that they're like playing at this, this Mr. Mom thing. It's just, I think he wants, he just wants to be out there with the, having the action. Right. right. 
And, uh, uh, but yeah, but you know, he, as you said, they don't play him as dumb. He figures it out. And, and Elastigirl figures out stuff too. And, and, and so does Violet. And, and I just, I, I loved, I just loved that, that uh, these characters show some development. I'm with you on the villains. I mean, I think we all can see a million miles from a million miles away what was going on with these, right. with these villains. Not necessarily, not necessarily a surprise. And I think, you know, probably things are a little more poignant in, in the original Incredibles film. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, I guess I went into it being like they're not going to top syndrome. That's not going to happen. Yeah, because they can't. They can't. Yeah, it's uh, one of the best written villains in the history of movies. Right. Absolutely. So, but I, but I, so I think I just mostly liked how things worked out as that they again it gave him another opportunity as a family to problem solve together, and I just liked seeing good examples of families on the big screen. Yeah. that that uh they've got their challenges but it's not dysfunctional you know they're they're they're, they're yeah. they work they work together and they figure and they figure things out and i just i, I just really I, I think that's a unique portrayal for today because it's, it seems so rare that you see uh a family portrayed in that kind of light someone's either mm-hmm. deeply flawed or you know there's all sorts of trauma or sadness or whatever i mean that was so great about the first incredibles is that you actually have parents like quarreling and like showing i don't know showing kids that like that how a real marriage yeah works some people are like oh it was mean spirit or whatever i'm like i don't think so i think it was I, I don't think so at all. And and then they just continued that on to here that, uh, that it's a little, conf- there's like a plot hole of like, why don't they know that Jack Jack has powers when syndrome, when there was that whole thing, I guess they yeah. were watching, but right. whatever. They were watching, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. um, but I didn't really care. It worked for me. And I, you know, I hope they make an incredible story. I think uh, I'd be up for it. Oh, for sure. I mean, just yeah. the, and so fun that they were able to get the original voice cast back. Yeah. You know, really good. and, and uh, just, just such a solid film. But again, what another just stellar year Funny. for both Disney and Pixar. Yeah. It was a really, really solid year for them. Yeah. And, uh, so it was hard to pick. I was glad both yeah. films got nominated yeah. for, for, uh, you know, best animated feature with, for, with the Academy Awards. Yeah. I wanted Spy, you know, Into the Spider Verse to win, and I'm glad it yeah. did. Yeah. But still, these films are remarkable, yeah. and I'm so I'm just hopeful and really bullish on 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 the films that are going to be coming out of Disney Animation and Pixar in the future. Yeah. Me too, uh, especially with new leadership. I'm really yeah forward to it. So, all right, so my number one big big moment. Yes, yeah. drum roll, please. <laughs> is mary Poppins of turns yes like was a just a special experience for me i i went into it just not expecting much i had liked the trailers but i just learned to be cautious about these live action remakes i hadn't really liked christopher robin earlier in the year and and i liked those trailers so you know i was just nervous and 
I just was totally dazzled by it. I thought it was completely delightful from beginning to end. I loved all of the music. I loved all of the dancing. I thought it was just such a lovingly made, lovingly crafted uh, movie. Yes. I I know people are like, oh, it's exactly the same as Mary Poppins. I did I didn't feel that way. No, I thought it had no. enough of its own identity while still feeling part of this franchise. Yeah. And I I thought that I liked the fact that uh, that Michael, the Ben Wishaw character, that he he's not the same as his dad. He hasn't forgotten his kids. He's he's very aware of his children. Yes. In fact, and he is just he's just grieving mm-hmm. and uh, kind of isolating himself a little bit. And by the end, he he learns to depend and rely upon his family. And that through it was almost like a I don't know, kind of your Mr. Your it's a wonderful life kind of moment where you realize yes. that your family and your community and everything will come and, and will help you in your tough times in life. And I, I just really, I liked the bowl scene. I thought it was incredible. I loved the animation. The, the 2D was incredible. So refreshing. And it was just, it was a movie that I really felt like Walt would have made and loved. And yeah. I I haven't felt in a live action Disney movie that kind of old fashioned Disney magic in so long. Oh, I know, right? And, yeah, and I didn't realize it until I saw it how much I missed that. Mm-hmm. And I I wrote in uh, my blog about it, and I said that I that I said years ago I read an article which said at Disney magic is made by optimizing the mundane. I can't think of a more perfect description of what Walt Disney tried to do in his career. Uh, and you look something like Disneyland, Main Street, USA. It's the, the, yeah. main, the ordinary, but made kind of magical and charming and idyllic. And I think that's what Mary Poppins basically does. You know, she takes something like putting away clothes and makes it magical. And, uh, you know, something as simple as, uh, a, you know, a chalk painting, eat, drinking tea. All these things are just sort of, ordinary things that are made magical through her and i just felt this movie captured that so well and i felt like i was just sitting on in may street usa on disney Disneyland. yeah yeah and it made me so happy to mm-hmm. watch i just loved it and yeah people are like oh they're not as good as the original songs i think that's kind of ridiculous to be honest to say i do too we have been hearing those original songs our whole lives. We yep. know them. These are new songs. Of course, they're not going to be the same as those original songs. Yeah. But I think that they did a really good job of, yeah, with the songs and the choreography and everything else. And I just absolutely adored it. So it's my favorite. And, uh, I can't wait to get it on Blu-ray. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's soon, right? Isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it's this month. I'm so excited. I, you know, I, I hear you. It's, it's, it was such a happy surprise that this yeah. film was as good as it was. You know, I, I loved how it, it uh, wasn't cynical at all. Yes. You know, and 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 that it, it it was just it was optimistic. They didn't put modern sensibilities into it. Yeah, and which I thought was also amazing and wonderful. I couldn't believe it, and yeah. and uh, just 
I'm with you. Just it's just it's such a happy movie. That mm-hmm. final scene with uh, there's nowhere to go but up with the balloon, you know, oh. with all the balloons. I mean, I think I was just bawling. I just, yeah. I just, it was so happy and so optimistic. And I just thought this is just the kind of movie that um, we need today. And yes. and uh, and and even though I was so negative about. Disney even thinking about making it. I'm really glad they did because it's really. <laughs> and then we're gonna get a Cirque sequel, yay! Yeah, so, so excited. And it's is good stuff. Yeah. Good so stuff. what do you have at number one? Well, my number one is Black Panther. I'm. I'm it's interesting. I'm. I'm surprised. Uh, yeah. Number one. It, it was you know again. I honestly could have picked one through four. Yeah. As 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 as, as as my favorite as my as my favorite. Uh, Black Panther, you know, I these Marvel movies, I just view them as as kind of like a modern day um serial film. Like, you know, these serial films are like from the like the nineteen thirties, you know, where people would go and see like a Buck Rogers or something. You know, they were because you know, these these movies they're all inter- interconnected and it's just so fun. So it's like, you know, you just get to go see the next chapter right of this of this ongoing story and i just find them i don't find them like gospel truth i just find them supremely entertaining right so that that, you know that's kind of how how i view so i just just go it's just like the ultimate popcorn movie and i go i'd have fun right and uh black panther i just thought there was something i mean clearly there were there, there were a few things about it that where i why i i put it at number one i thought that you know it kind of hit this cultural uh is zeitgeist the right word Rachel I mean there was just yeah, something yeah. about you know it's it's release and when it came out that was that was unique and kind of I think struck a chord with the country and I think and lots of the world too mm-hmm. and I think a lot of it could have been clearly of course the uh you know, the African-American cast and crew and creative team, you know, and what a, what a marvelous, what a marvelous job they did. But I just thought it awesome, but really it was such a compelling film. I, I, uh, I never tired of it. I saw it a few times in the theater. I, every time, every time someone invited me to go see it, I'd go. Right. <laughs> you know? yeah. And I never, I never tired of it because I, I thought, I thought that, Wakanda was such an interesting place and, and, you know, I mean, clearly fictional, but what, just what cool ideas and what interesting characters and, and the, the whole, the thing with the father and son connection, both for Killmonger and for T'Challa. Yeah. Thought were so interesting. So it was almost, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't mean to be flippant about this, but it's almost Shakespearean. Uh-huh. you know it 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 is it is story but i thought it, they pulled it off it it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't silly um but i you know i love the cast i i thought the music was so interesting i'm so happy that it got an academy award uh as well as you know the, the costumes and the production design cuz uh, there was really yeah. a knockout and and um i just thought for combination of a marvel film as well as just a really cool action adventure movie that that black panther was 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 the winner for me yeah 
yeah it's a really great film so i can understand why i really enjoyed it as well and it was my favorite superhero movie well aside from spider-verse it was my favorite yeah of the year so of live action uh superhero movies so uh yeah i think it's a really good choice so there you go well let's go over our list real quick so i have at number 12 wrinkle in time number 11 nutcracker in the four realms 10 freaky friday 9 christopher robin 8 solo star wars story and 7 ant-man and the wasp 6 zombies 5 avengers infinity war 4 black panther 3 incredibles 2 2 ralph breaks the internet and then number one mary pop mary poppins returns all right and so for me for my number 12 i i have a blank <laughs> because i didn't i didn't get to yeah. see zombies right. and i didn't think it'd be fair for me to put that at number 12 because i just i haven't seen it so right. blank number 12 <laughs> number, <laughs> number 11 the nutcracker in the four realms 10 a wrinkle in time nine freaky friday eight christopher robin seven solo a star wars story six ant-man and the wasp five avengers infinity war four mary poppins returns three ralph rakes the internet two incredibles two and then my number one is black panther very good great well this was really really fun thanks for doing this with me i really oh, this was it. fun and it was fun to see how our lists i mean kind of paralleled you know up, up know. until up until that top four but again that that was hard i mean because yeah. I probably would have been just as happy having my list echo yours, Rachel, yeah. because these, those, those in particular, those, those uh, top four films were yeah. so stellar. Yeah, me too. I agree with you. And so, all right, great. Well, how can people find you online? All right. Well, I'm on Twitter at Stanford Clark, and then I have a movie blog, which is moviespastandpresent.com. I have a podcast on there too. Very good. And uh, you can find me at Rachel's Reviews on iTunes and YouTube. So definitely check that out. If you are listening on iTunes, if you can put your ratings and reviews, I really appreciate that. If you're listening on YouTube, please give us thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. And that would be really great. And so thanks so much. And uh, yeah, we will talk again soon. Thank you. See you. <laughs> Bye.